So I'm, I don't want to use this term, but I will have to because I don't know a better way to describe it. A bit of a movie buff, but with the caveat that um, I don't normally watch the movies that everybody would say, oh, well, if you're a movie buff, then you've seen X, Y, and Z. My, my movie genres are sports movies and comedies. And most of the time in the comedies, the dumber the better, in my opinion. So if you're going to come up to me and start asking all of these wonderful movies that have been nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards, I probably haven't seen them. But if you're going to start talking to me about Dumb and Dumber, I probably have. And growing up, because of my love for sports movies and comedies, one of my favorite movies was a movie called The Replacements. I heard a yes. Somebody else has seen this movie. If you haven't seen this movie, it stars Keanu Reeves and Gene Hackman, and they are, Keanu Reeves is the quarterback leading this team of misfits as the NFL has gone on strike. And there's all kinds of stuff that happens throughout this movie. But there's this scene in it. There's a lot of scenes in it that stick out to me. But one is when the coach, played by Gene Hackman, sits down with the team during a team meeting and he says, I know you all have some concerns about Sunday night and about life. He says, but a real man admits his fears. I'm asking you to do that. Who wants to start? Let's talk about fear. Now, to echo Gene Hackman, I want to look at each and every one of you and say, I know you all have concerns and worries about our world and what's going on. But I also want to echo and say, it takes a real person to admit their fears, to be open about them, and to talk about them. And as this conversation progresses in the movie, they start talking about things, and one guy says, oh, well, I'm afraid of spiders. And another guy jumps in, oh, yeah, spiders, I don't like those either. And then one random guy says, I'm afraid of bees. And everybody kind of looks at him like he's weird, and, I'm like, and then somebody goes, yeah, I can see that too. And then the Keanu Reeves character chimes in, and he goes, quicksand. Quicksand. And one of the guys goes, oh, yeah. That stuff, I mean, the more you shake, the more you move, the farther you go. And he goes, and Gene Hackman says, I don't think that's what he means. And Keanu Reeves' character goes on and says, quicksand. When you're playing and, and you think that everything's going okay, but then one thing goes wrong, and then another, and then another, you try to fight back, but the harder you fight, the deeper you sink until you can't move, you can't breathe, and you're in over your head. This is a real fear. And I fear that for some of us, we find ourselves believing that we're in quicksand. And as... Keanu Reeves' character opens up about his fears. What happens is the rest of the team begins to open up and divulge their true fears. And I love the line that finishes this scene because Hackman says, now our fear is shared and we can overcome it. 
Now our fear is shared and we can overcome it. See, I think for a lot of us, our fears can overwhelm us because we, have, we feel the need to burden them on our own. So today, and I'm not asking you to shout it out from the pew, but I am asking you to really be honest with yourself. What are you afraid of? What is that thing that you're fearful of? It may be, oh, well, if I do this or that, I may not have enough money to make it through the next day. It may be that you're afraid of, if I do this or that, it may break a relationship. I'm fearful for my health and well-being. I'm fearful for loss of a loved one or loss in general. The thing is, is we all have fears. But today I want to ask you the first question, which is, have you ever been honest about what you're afraid of? Like really afraid of? Have you ever been honest with yourself, with each other, with God? Because I've come to realize something. That for many people, their fear is driven by one word, and it's this. Loss. We, we fear loss. Whether it be that we're going to lose control or power or prestige or our name or our title or a loved one or our own life or our own well-being or even our own comfort, we fear loss. Don't believe me? One of the most common fears, fear of the dark. I've come to realize... Most people are not really afraid of the dark, but they're afraid of the uncertainty that may be within the dark, that they can't control it because they can't see it. Or fear of heights, which I've always believed, and I have a fear of heights, but I've always believed it's not a fear of heights, it's really more a fear of falling. But it's not even the fear of falling, it's fear of landing. That's what gets us. And so it's a fear of our own well-being and what happens if we were to lose that well-being. Claustrophobia, fear of tight spaces, is that fear of I am so bound up that I can't move and so I'm no longer in control. Now I'm not going to sit up here today and try to explain to you or have a conversation about whether your fears are rational or irrational. Because here's what I've come to realize as well. For each and every one of us, our fears are rational. And so if I sit up here and go, your fear is irrational, you're going to go, well, no, for me it's a real fear. But what I do want us to look at today, take a moment to really kind of mull over, is how our fears can become the driving force of our lives if we're not careful. We can start to act and interact strictly out of fear. And we become, we, have, you, have you ever had this happen where you have, have, are having a conversation with somebody and all of a sudden you react and you lash out and you go, I don't even know where that came from. And you start to look back and you go, I was afraid that 
I was either A, going to be exposed, or B, that they were going to infringe on my comfort. So what drives your life? What's the driving factor of your life? I think as we gather in church this morning, many of us would want to say it's our faith in Jesus Christ. That's my driving factor. But, I think if we're honest, for most of us, we're driven by fear. Strangely enough, I think some of us have even come to faith through fear as our driving factor. And what I mean by that is if you grew up in in any kind of children's ministry, and this is not to negate children's ministry because I love children's ministry, but there's a lot of times where this is how it gets presented. You need to enter into a relationship with Jesus so that you don't go to hell. You don't want to go there. It's a bad place full of flames and all of this stuff. And so we enter into a relationship with Jesus not because we love Jesus, but because we're afraid of what will happen to us if we don't. And fear drives our lives. But over a hundred times in Scripture, there's a phrase that gets uttered, and it is fear not. In Isaiah chapter 43, beginning in the first verse, it says, But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your stead, since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you. I will give men in exchange for you and people in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by name, whom I created. For my glory, whom I formed and made. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. I want to preface this entire sermon on this one thing. Notice that God does not proclaim, If you follow me, everything will be easy and you will not have trials. He doesn't say that. What does God say? God says, even amidst the trials, I will be with you. I think for some of us, we need to hear that today. 
Because we find ourselves walking around in fear of what may happen, of what if, and oh my goodness, some of us can relate and feel like we're in quicksand, and we've lost sight of this truth. That God has not left you or abandoned you or forsaken you. He is walking with you. No matter where you find yourself. Because God proclaims, do not fear, I have redeemed you. I have called you by name and you are mine. I will be with you. And maybe you need to hear this. The reason that God promises all of this is because you are precious and honored in my sight. And I love you. I love you. Sometimes, if you're like me, you have this tendency in your own relationships to just assume that people know that. And so sometimes you just kind of go, oh, well, they know. Or somebody says, I love you. And you go, you too. And just keep on going about life. And sometimes we just need to hear this. God loves you. You are beloved. You are precious and honored in his sight. You have been redeemed and called by name. And in 1 John 4, this idea of being loved by God, it reminds me that perfect love casts out fear. So what are we afraid of? I think for many of us, our fears are accompanied by a phrase, which is this. What if? What if I do that and this happens? What if I choose to do this? What would happen? What could happen? What if? What if? What if? And this morning's text shifts it just a little bit, shifts one word, and says, stop worrying about what if, but focus on the even if. Even if the worst case scenario happens, guess what? God's with you. Even if this is not how you drew it up, God's with you. Even when you get that phone call that says the worst case scenario for your health diagnosis, God says, I'm walking with you. I'm present for you. I love you. Even if. Many of us can get caught up in reasons to be scared, in reasons not to act, in reasons to be fearful. But my challenge for us today is to acknowledge our fears, to name them. Because as Gene Hackman says, when our fear is shared, we can overcome it. When we know what we're facing, we can overcome it. And that even in our fear, there's this proclamation. I'm with you. I have redeemed you. I love you. You are mine. 
For many of us, this is what we need to hear. We've, we've lost sight as we go throughout our days and the waves are crashing around and the flames are growing higher and we go, oh my goodness, I am so overwhelmed, I'm about to be taken over by everything else. And God says, peace, I am with you. It reminds me of when Jesus was on the boat with the disciples and the storms were raging. And where's Jesus at in all of it? He's asleep. He's taking a little nap. And then they freak out because they are so overwhelmed by the storms that are raging in their lives. They are so fearful. They go, Jesus, what are you doing? Have you forgotten about us? And Jesus simply gets up, looks around, says, peace, be still. The storms cease, and I can imagine Jesus just kind of looks around for a minute and probably goes back to sleep. My challenge for us today, I by no means am going to demean what anyone is going through but is to be reminded that no matter where you find yourself, no matter what station in life, the good news is that God loves you. He has not left you or abandoned you or forsaken you. So what are you afraid of? What is that fear? that if we're honest, for some of us, has been driving our lives. Because my challenge for us today is this. Hear the truth that God proclaims. The world would want you to believe you're all alone in this. Nobody will ever understand what you're going through. You just got to grin and bear it because nobody cares. And then Scripture proclaims, no, no, no. Don't focus on the flames. Don't focus on the waves. Focus on me. So maybe we just need to hear this truth. God loves you. He's with you. He has redeemed you. He has called you by name. No matter what the world will throw at us or you. So my challenge for us is to kick fear out of the driver's seat. And allow our faith to drive our lives. Trusting that God is with us. Even if we find ourselves in circumstances that we did not write up or dream up, God is with us. Even when your phone rings late at night and you lose that one that you've been praying for so hard, God is with us. Even when you go through turmoil and strife and, all, and it feels like the entire world is against you, God is with us. Even when you find yourself in an argument with the person that you love the most. God is with us. Even when, 
even when, even when, no matter where you find yourself, the beauty of the scriptures is this, the promise that God is with us. He's not left us or forsaken us. He's present, guiding and directing us if we will just mute the fears and seek him first. Amen and amen.